What is that thing that like nudges you along to try to make a difference or um, uh, that you want to have and be remembered for? Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. What's next? It's a topic we have explored from several different angles this season on Status Go. What's next for your company? What's next for your department? Today, we're going to talk about what's next for you. This is Jeff Tun, your host of Status Go. One of the most valuable what's next steps I took in my career was to hire an executive coach. For me, it was a game changer and completely changed the trajectory of my career. Having a coach is something I recommend to anyone seeking to grow professionally and personally for that matter. Today, we're going to talk with Brad Finkeldye, President of Career Confidence. Brad's focus is on helping IT professionals to stop second-guessing themselves and become the leader of their careers. What sets Brad apart from many career coaches is that he is a recovering IT professional. So he has been there, done that. Welcome to the show, Brad. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. You make me feel bad for having all these devices around me. My iPad, my, my iPhone, my, my computer. <laughs> well, maybe you're not quite a recovering IT professional, Brad. Maybe maybe you still have that in your blood. <laughs> I go to my meetings every Tuesday. <laughs> um, so, Brad, I'd love to start with your story. I, I, I'd love to understand people's journey and what got them to where they are. So what led you originally to IT as a profession? And then what experience led you down the path to become a career coach to IT pros? Well, I'm, I'll give you the short, the, the shorter version, um, but with some detail. <laughs> I, can start, I, I can start back way in the 70s uh, when, when my parents made me, but that would take a while. Um, <laughs> the... Um, so I've always had like a, a love for gadgets and, um, you know, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad was a gadget guy <laughs> and um, we bonded over, you know, just how things work and taking things apart and like building things. And I remember watching like Mr. Science or not Mr. Science, Mr. Wizard growing up oh, yeah, and, yeah. and um, that just kind of unfolded. And then, you know, I went to college and, and focused on um, IT actually I had my degree in uh, telecommunications management, which was basically, um, an IT degree, you know, but it was with a focus on, on, um, telecommunications. And so that led me into my career and my first job was in management and, uh, at, at AT&T and I was working with a bunch of uh, technicians and, and people in, in a call center and they were fixing, um, you know, uh, DSL issues over the phone and, and helping people with their computers. And, and that led me into, you know, really going down the rabbit hole of technology. And then I got into like web engineering roles and, and um, working the back end of servers. And, and I did that, like the span of my career, a big chunk of it, you know, in, in the deeper depths of like IT work, you know, working in the back end for about 10 years. 
mm-hmm. um, first years in uh, three years of management. And um, as I look at my career now, I know why I'm coaching. I know why I'm, you know, helping uh, people on a more personal level is because I think, you know, uh, a higher spiritual level God like actually aligned me up in the beginning to work with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then I, you know, then I got involved, uh, meaning my ego and, um, I was trying to make a turn for money and, um, I didn't know it, but I still loved it. So it all made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, that helped me, um, get to a point where I was making, you know, really good money in it. And I had bought the house, I'd had the nice car and I had all the stuff, but I just wasn't really fulfilled on the inside. And I, I, I reached out to, I reached out to a, um, a life coach and this is my first experience okay. <laughs> uh, being coached. And, um, after about two hours, this, this woman looked at me and she said, I can tell you're not very confident as a person and you're using your paycheck to impress people. And, um, wow, that's was, cutting to the chase right away. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it took me, it, it's, it's still taking me some time to, to, to <laughs> several years. Um, and so that led me into, you know, like really starting into like this, like self-discovery and like really reflecting on what is it I really care about? What is it I really want to do? What is it I want to be remembered for? And um, I eventually got into coaching and, um, and then eventually realized like, Hey, I like helping the people that are just like me, you know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. um, uh, you know, love technology, but have had an issue where they, you know, afraid to speak up for themselves or, you know, they have a bigger vision, but they're not sure how to do it and they keep second guessing themselves. So that's how, that's how things kind of kind of get kicked off. Um, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now I get to help people do, um, I get to figure that out and I get to call people out now too, you know, whenever yeah, I work yeah. with them. Yeah. So I, I find that fascinating because you, you could have, you, you could have done somewhat of a reversal and gone back into management and potentially fed that side of your personality, that part of your being. Uh, but instead, you, you chose the, the route of individual coaching. Have you explored why you chose coaching over going back into management? Yeah, I think at that at that time, um, you know, I looked at it and it was really I wanted to travel. And I think a lot of people come to this. They're like, oh, I'm tired of corporate America. I want to go do my own thing, and I want to create something. And um, that was that. That was it. Like that was the the main decision point of like I want to go build my own thing. I want to go do my own thing. Um, and that's where that's what led me to starting my own company. And and how long have you been doing this this part of your career now? Um, I got my certification in 2015, so it's been about five, five years now. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. So when, when we were first introduced uh, a couple of weeks ago, we jumped on a phone call just to kind of get to know each other a, a bit. And stunningly, we got on the topic of leadership because that's one of my passions. And I know that's mm-hmm. part of yours as well. Uh, and, but I, I loved one of the words that you used, uh, and that was clarity. Uh, can you talk about clarity and why is it important? And then I'll go ahead and add part two into that. How do you guide your clients to come to clarity? Yeah, um, I think clarity is real important because if, you, if you're not clear on where you want to go, 
how are you supposed to get there? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this is a perfect example. This has nothing to do with tech, but it's perfect on accomplishing anything or, or really creating any kind of mission. Last week I took a, a quote unquote vacation <laughs> and I went to, <laughs> I went, I went to Denver and, um, I helped a friend, uh, restore an older RV. And, um, when I got there, he had really not done a whole lot. Um, and he kind of sat on it for the last six months. Now, you know, COVID happened and a lot of things have shifted yeah, and changed. Yeah. But what wasn't there for him was, what am I actually going to do with this thing? How, what am I going to uh, build? How do I want it to look when I'm done? And I walked in and, and I had already restored one, you know, last year. And I walked in and I, and I shared a few ideas and I started poking, poking at him a little bit and kind of doing a little bit of my coaching thing with him. And, you know, within a day we had an idea and we we're, you know, on it and we were working and we we're breaking things apart and painting the ceiling and painting the roof and <laughs> like, you know, starting to, to really go to town on the vision of what he wanted it to be. And that's exactly what I get to do with my clients. I, I don't, I don't like break them apart or, or anything. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but in a sense, I, I help them really reflect on their on their life and what they really care about, and what they want. You know, um, what they want their life and their career to to stand for. And most, um, but what do you really want your life to stand for, and, and how can you stand behind it? And when we work together, I help them flush out that stuff. And then we go to work. We go on the, the harder inner work of like, okay, let's start to come up with a plan and some yeah, of the mindset yeah. needed to ac- accomplish um, these, you know, this goal of yours as a career vision. So, so the, the clarity is in the, the clarity of the uh, career goal or the, I'll use air quotes that nobody can see. What do you want to be when you grow up? And, and I, and I don't mean that facetiously as it sounds, it's, it's, what do you want to do? Um, yeah. right. So you help them gain that clarity. What are some of the steps you guide them to, uh, guide them through, sorry, uh, to help come to that clarity, whether it's, uh, renovating an RV or renovating a career? <laughs> yeah, well, I, it would be cool if everybody wanted to renovate an RV. I'd love to help out. <laughs> uh, it's just kind of like a little side passion project that I've, I've I've found in my own process. Like as a coach, you go through your own processes, and mm-hmm. I found like I love restoring things, and um, that's actually one of you know one of the drivers for me is like restoring things. Um, but the process that I take people through um, is a, a deeper inner reflection in the beginning you know, and I ask them a bunch of questions and they go through a bunch of exercises and, and a few personal, like a personality assessment and also a strengths, um, strength finder assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I also take them back a little bit into their childhood about like what they, what they love to do as a kid. Hmm. And when people, and when my clients get to start to reflect on some of that, that starts to bring up some things for them. And some things, what I am driving for is what do you really, really, really care about? What is that thing that like nudges you along to try to make a difference or um, uh, that you want to have and be remembered for? Like a real clear example and also a a very stretch, you know, it's like Elon Musk, right? He's got a really clear vision of changing the world to be, um, uh, you know, 
changing cli- climate change and becoming more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sustainable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really clear for him. Those drivers are like, this is what gets me up. This is what I'm going to do today. This is where we're going. And anything that fits inside of that model, he's like, yes, I want to help you know produce this. A lot of people don't have that for themselves. And once you, um, I help my clients like create a, a North Star, so to speak. And once they have that, that gives them the clarity to go out and make the decisions that they need to make and have the conversations they need to, to have. Um, and that gives them trajectory, that gives them confidence, and then they start moving. And then I just help them along the way and like kind of let the bumpers, you know, along the uh, the bowling alley, so to speak. I just keep yeah. them on path. <laughs> well, but that, some people, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And I can say I, I fell into that as well. Um, man, when I, when I started my career in IT, I was uh, uh, a developer. We didn't call ourselves developers back then. We called ourselves programmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, was, I smashed code. That's what I did. And that's what I was going to do my entire career. I, I, nothing more. I loved it, loved it. Uh, and I had a couple of friends. I didn't have a coach at that time, but I, I had a couple of friends that kept telling me I needed to go into management. And I kind of got drug kicking and screaming into it uh, and found out that that's where my passion is. Uh, So accidentally, I wish I'd had a coach to point that out uh, back then. I I later hired a coach uh, to help grow in my career. Uh, Once I got into management, I wanted, uh, you know, there's a huge difference, right, between management and leadership. And I wanted to be in leadership. Uh, I wanted to extend my leadership skills. And so I hired a coach to do that. But people need help identifying that so that they can they can get on course. And I love how you described it about keeping them. Uh, you're the guardrails to help them uh, focus on what it is that they're after so they don't lose track uh, of what you have worked so hard to help them find that clarity. So I, I think that's a, a great approach. Yeah, it, it makes a difference. You know, once you know where you, what you want and, and where to go, sometimes we don't always know the how. Um, mm-hmm. But as soon as we get clear on it, we can then see opportunities. You know, I, I had a client two weeks ago. She, no, that's about three weeks ago. She, um, she got really clear on what she wanted and then just started updating a few things, not really putting herself out there a whole lot. Mm-hmm. They reached out to her. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. That That's that's a great success story. Uh, I, I know you can't use names of your clients, but can you share? You've been working with IT professionals um, as a as a coach for five years. Uh, can you share some typical stories with us? What are are there some themes that you see recurring uh, in IT professionals? Yeah, fear, fear, <laughs> fear second guessing. Um, I literally, this is funny, Jeff. I literally just got a a text from a, um, I guess a friend slash client. Um, And he's been so hesitant to have a discussion with his uh, people at work about, he got really clear just a few weeks ago, like, I want to be a trainer, you know, but he hasn't been able to share that or articulate that with his management. And the text was, and just like that, now I'm in discussions with my manager about training. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> Funny how that happens, isn't it? Funny, like, you know, like our fear, like the common thing, you know, what you're just asking is like, the common thing is fear, right? And fear obscures us from really uh, going after what we think. We, uh, it, it really obscures us from going after what we want because we think in our brains, especially the analytical um, ones out there, have come up with all the answers. If I go talk to my boss, oh my God, they're going to fire me. They're going to want to, they're going to know I'm going to want to leave. And then they don't do anything. You know, they never go actually have an honest, real conversation. Um, And, you know, one of my like favorite stories is one of my first clients a few years ago. Um, She came to me and we worked together. Now she wasn't an IT professional, but um, it, it was in the same realm. She, she really wanted to spend more time with her kids, you know, with her daughter, actually just, she just had one daughter and, um, but she was scared to have this conversation with them at work because she's like, I'm going to go find another job where I can just work remotely, but they don't want, they don't want me to, they don't want anybody to work remote, you know? And I said, well, hold on. Let's just think about this for a moment. Like, what do you really want? You know, where do you want to really go? Do you actually like the place where you're working? And she was like, yeah, I actually really like it. It's just, it's just I can't work from home. I don't have that much time to spend with my daughter. You know, it's really making an impact. And I see how important that is for, for my family life. And I'm willing to make a sacrifice for my family. And I said, okay. And then we went into, you know, this other discussion Okay, so are you a good employee there? She goes, yeah, yeah, you know, they look to me for a lot. And I said, okay, cool. So you've got a lot of really good things going. And so I coached her how to go have a conversation with her management saying, hey, this is what's going on in my life. Like, this is where I'm at. Like, this is where I want to go. And right now, the way I see it, I I can't go to where I want to go because I see some things that aren't possible. And at the end of this, you know, conversation, you know, this happened over a little bit of time, she ended up um, being able to work remotely more often, like they didn't let anybody do it then. This is a few years ago. So they opened up to her for that. They gave her a two month vacation because she was planning to go on it anyway. She was just ready to quit. Um, and (laughs) and And she got a promotion out of it. And it was, you know, she was just really happy that she didn't have to quit. She got to keep doing what she was doing. She didn't have to leave the company and start all over someplace. And all she had to do was really just have a couple conversations. And that's been a, a theme with several of my clients where they, they get really clear and um, then they go have these conversations and then they realize like, oh, my boss actually would kill to keep me. <laughs> <laughs> It, th- th- those are great uh, success stories when you when you go have that conversation and you find out, well, gee, if only I'd had that conversation uh, a month or two ago. Uh, so if, if if fear is one of the most common themes that, that you see, the cousin to that has got to be uh, false stories that we end up telling ourselves. So what are some false stories that that you've seen in your clients that uh, they, they maybe overanalyze the situation and come up with things that aren't even there. Oh yeah. That happens all the time. And I think everybody's got these, I've got these, you know, it's called the ego. And uh, unless you can remove your brain, you're going to have it, I think. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, so 
those false stories, they really hold so many of us back. So one of my clients recently, he was a, an AWS engineer. And um, when we started working together, he really wanted, um, he was ready to quit. Like he was like, this isn't going to work out. This place isn't going the way I want it. Like their values are not mine. And when we got down to it, he was in the sales part of the organization and he was not a salesperson. He was more of a trainer, you know, and he really wanted, you know, when he went through the process with me, he really wanted to be that trainer. Like, Hey, I want to teach people this stuff. You know, I don't want to sell it. I want to teach them how to do this. And I want to teach them how to build, you know, and configure servers with AWS and how to actually have a, a strategy of going, you know, into the cloud. Right. And <clears throat> by the time we got done working, he realized, wait a minute, I'm actually probably one of the most senior people here. I actually love teaching this stuff. My only uh, thing that's holding me back is actually speaking up for myself. But when he does speak up for himself, boy, he shows up awesome. <laughs> so he, he saw this false story of like, I can't speak up for myself. I'm not that good of a teacher. I'm not that good of a leader. And I had him look at other parts of his life where he was actually a volunteer at his church and he ran this one part of the organization in the church for years. He was a leader. I said, wait a minute, where's this person in your career? I go, What's, where's the block there for you? And he realized where the block was, and then he realized that was not really present at work. It was just a false story of him thinking something might happen. Um, a lot of times people won't want to make a move because if I get fired, oh God, if they find out, then I'm going to lose the house. And then our egos go into this like, you know, like tornado of like, everything's going to, the world's going to end. Like if you go have one conversation with your boss, who's normally the nicest person in the world and would never hurt a fly. <laughs> now they're, they're definitely going to fire you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, have this conversation. Yeah. And, um, and that fear of those, all those false stories just like put up like a whole like concrete, roadblock in front of you and you're like oh i can't do that i just better stay here and not do anything it's yeah. better if i just die here you know <laughs> no no it really isn't <laughs> don't, don't do <laughs> no, that don't do so what are the what are the traps or the or the triggers that that you see uh in some of the folks that you work with that maybe create those false stories those false negatives create the fear are there some co common traps or triggers um, you know, I would say, I guess some of the common ones, um, or just like what I was just sharing is like, Hey, they might, they might think I'm going to quit. Right. Mm -hmm. They might think I, uh, I you know, I'm going to leave or, or whatever, or they're going to fire me if I have this kind of conversation. And that's not the case. Right. Yeah. And if you can come from the perspective of a hiring manager or a director or an executive, they've got to manage people. And one of the process of managing people is people move from job to job. People are progressing through life. And that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. um, but there's this thing in our egos that thinks that it's like a permanence. Like once I get this position, I'm going to stay here forever. Like I've had several last jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it forever. Uh -huh. But if you look at the world, it's always changing. We're always evolving. You know, the only thing that is constant in life is change, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
and when when we can realize that when when people can understand that and get that reflection for them and be like you know you're eventually something's going to happen they're going to they're going to change the department the company's growing the company's downsizing or whatever something's going to change along the way so once they have that realization it makes it easier for them to see like oh i probably should have this conversation and then yeah. i nudge them along like did you book the call <laughs> here's the few, oh, here's some tips that's, that's great brad yeah yeah hold them accountable <laughs> uh, so i want to circle back to clarity for just a second and uh we were just talking about the traps or the or the triggers is it possible that someone has clarity on what it is they want to do and it's it's kind of crystal clear for them but these traps are preventing them from either reaching full clarity or reaching for that vision. So what's the question underneath that? Um, share more about that. I'm not sure. I want to find out where you so, want to go with this. So you, you help people reach clarity. We were talking about that at the beginning and mm -hmm. we, now talked about fear and um, the the uncertainties and all the reasons why you shouldn't reach for that vision. Um, can do those traps even stop someone from being able to reach that level of clarity? Uh, I, I guess the question is, have you run into someone that has so many of these traps and triggers built in that you have to unpack those first before you can start working on them reaching clarity. Oh, I see what I see what you're asking. Like, Hey, I'm, you know, like, I don't even know what I want to do and I'm still kind of tied up with, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I guess I wasn't very clear on my question about clarity. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a, um, it's, it's an organic process when I work with someone. Um, the engineer in me wants to make it a systematic, like, you know, organize, like go to step one and then we'll have your vision and then we'll do all this. And, um, and as much as I can, I'd like to do that. Right. But sometimes we, you know, I do find that people are actually having blocks and, you know, I've got a client right now where, um, he, he is, he's stuck on the process of like, what do I really care about? You know, what is it? And sometimes there's cultural issues there where sometimes you get so um, that person or that culture can drive a belief into them and that may not be where their heart wants to go. But because it's been so driven into them, um, it makes it hard for them to see outside of that. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> an example of that is you could look at like just for an example, like the Indian culture. It's very common in the Indian culture. You're going to be in the medical field. You're going to be a doctor or you're going to go into IT. You don't have any other choice but those two, right? So if someone comes to me and, they're, and they're, they want to go and be a, a dog trainer, I'm going to be the one who's listening for that inside of their stories, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we, then we break apart. Okay, so I really hear that you want to be a dog trainer, and that's what makes you most passionate, right? Now, from that standpoint, they've already put years of you know um, effort into 
you know, where they're at. I may not direct them like, go quit your job tomorrow and let's get you on the, you know, get you on the dog training path. Um, we'll come up with a bigger and better strategy, you know, to maybe it's something you try for a while. Maybe you still get to be in IT and work with dogs on the side or something like that. We'll, we'll work together, but they'll have clarity as to like, wow, this really drives me and I need to add this into my life because it's yeah. more fulfilling, you know, for me when I'm doing the, this type of work, say as if, if, if it's like working with dogs or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's how you, you help them unravel their stories because uh, some of us might have, uh, our, our stories are so complex and so multi-layered. I, probably a lot of people are that way, but um, being able to reach that point of clarity, you've got to unravel those stories. And those are some of the things that you work with your clients to help them uh, as they unravel those stories. Yeah. So a perfect example of that is um, is an engineering student that I was coaching uh, probably about three months ago. And uh, I asked him, I said, okay, so this is an engineering student, like PhD level. So not just, you know, um, uh, not just, you know, four-year degree, but, you know, six, eight-year degree into um, chemical and um, like chemical engineering, basically, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was above my pay grade. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But where I came in is I knew where some fear was showing up and then I could see some of these blocks for him. And I said, why do you care about, you know, going to work for the oil and gas company? You just, and he said, well, I really care about the environment. And I said, okay, well, that's, that's cool. A lot of people care about the environment, but I want to know why, you know? And I said, well, take me back to, to the moment where you really started caring about the environment. Now, this is where me personally and where the ego, it gets in the way. What we care about a lot usually has emotions wrapped in it and wrapped around it and through it. And sometimes we don't want to revisit those emotions because they're painful or, or um, we haven't processed them fully. And one of the things I help my clients understand is that it's okay to go back to these stories because there's golden nuggets there of like what's been driving you your whole life. And so uh, for this engineering student, you know, I took him through the process and and he shared his story with me and he said, you know what? He goes, when I was a kid, we moved around a lot because my dad was in the military And there's this favorite, favorite, favorite thing for me to do is to play in the woods behind this one house. And um, I loved it. And it was really cool. And uh, we moved away. And two years later, we came back. And I remember the day when when we came back because they had like cut down and got rid of all the woods where he played. Uh Um, And he said, that was it. That was the moment I really started caring about the environment. He goes, you know, something around bulldozers, probably not liking them very much right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I said, that's it, man. I said, that's where your passion comes from. You know, this is what's you've been going to school for the past six, eight years in a really high degree, you know, to get a, a high level degree because you care that much. Mm-hmm. And when he got really clear on that, you know, something clicked. And I said, that's your story. That's what you get to tell in the interview process. That's what you get to tell in your networking process. That's what you get to yeah. tell, you know, people out there is like, this is why I care about this. And that gives people a place to stand from and also be heard, uh, understood, 
and stand out in the same process while you're going there. Yeah. You know, this person now is like, wow, that's not just Bob the engineer, you know, with an a degree from Stanford. It's it's Bob the the guy who like, man, they stole his his childhood, and this is why he really cares. Well, and 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 it's that passion, uh, the passionate retelling of that story, that can set you apart as a candidate uh, for for being hired for a, a job because you tell that story so passionately that uh, the company can't help but say, yes, we want you on the team. Yeah. It, um, you don't even have to tell it passionately because a lot of engineers and nerds are not storytellers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they could be, they could be, that they could be a bias. Um, uh-huh. But it, it does, um, even if they just tell it just how they tell it, and it's, it still can leave something for the other person uh, to feel and to, be under, and to understand about that person. And um, it really does help them stand out. So, Brad, as you know, we are all about action here on Status Go. That's right in our name, right? Go. So (laughs) how can our listeners put all of this into action? What are one or two things they can do tomorrow because they listen to us today? Um, Well, the vision I just, you know, just kind of popped in my head was like, take time to really think about what is it you want to be, um, not have, uh, you don't have, you won't have a regret about later in life. And I'm not saying you have to go out and do that thing, but spend some time to reflect and be like, you know, do I really want to go down this route? Do I really want to do this? Uh, would this, you know, um, be exciting or bring a lot of joy to me? And if the answer is yes, it's worth your time to investigate, to see if that's a pathway for you. Mm-hmm. And what I like to remind people of is like, if you're sitting there and you're an engineer and you're a programmer, but you've got a passion for, you know, training dogs, um, it, it's, it's your responsibility to make that choice for your life. Like no one else is going to do it for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And to at least explore what that would look like, to explore if that's a good decision for you and where you're at in your life. Even if it's just like, you know what, I'm going to do this as a hobby, you know, just to bring some more joy back into my life or whatever it is. Or how can I go work for an organization that does train dogs and use my IT skills there, right? Um, And I I think if you do take that time uh, and just ask yourself, what what would I regret if I never did it? And just let, you know, let your mind do its thing. Sometimes it's while you're running or taking a shower or a journaling process. Um, especially with IT people, a lot of us happen to be really analytical. And we want to, you know, we want the one plus one to equal my answer. And uh-huh. that's not how it works when, you know, there's emotions evolved and like, you know, what we love and what we're passionate about. You, you have to give some space and time for, for some of those answers to occur sometimes. Yeah. Brad, that is great advice uh, for our listeners to pause and just think about what what are the things that really drive them? What are their passions? What, are, what is their inner purpose? And are they getting those things uh, in their career? And if not, maybe maybe come to that moment of clarity of what that looks like for them. I think that is great advice. I really want to thank you for your time today, Brad, jumping on this 
on the podcast and sitting down and talking about it. I really appreciate it. It's been a great conversation. And I think there's a lot that our, our listeners can take away from, uh, from listening to the story. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate the time as well. To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, go to intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for Brad Finkeldye. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find InterVision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.